Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Throwers Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Throwers Theater. We are currently playing A Penny for My Thoughts. Join us in today's awesome episode. I am Ellie. I'm Patrick. This is Johnny. This is Jeff. This is Jeremy. And I am Jordan. And we are currently determining who is going to answer the first question of the questionnaire next. Is it going to be Ellie? Or is it going to be Johnny? Alright, I'll go. And you're going to go first? I'm going to go first. Alright, it is time for you to draw draw, draw your trigger. Draw my trigger. Your memory trigger. Smell of apple pie. Alright. Now I point and get questions. Yes. Was this your first stay at the senior center? Yes. My parents dropped me off and didn't tell me they weren't coming back tonight. (laughs) And you had apple pie before. Yes. But it wasn't quite cooked all the way. Did you really steal all the fruit cups from all the elderly patients? Yes, but it's because the expiration date was tomorrow. Did the nurses ever discover what you did with Miss Mabel's medication? Um, have it. <laughs> I'm just assuming three? like some some parents just dropped off like an eight or ten year old. Yeah, you're saying one. Can we actually have like an outside question of like clarification? How old are you? We nope. can't. This has got to be a memory. Crap. Oh my right. god, that's right. I mean, he could be 40 for all we know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did the nurses ever find out what I did with Miss Mabel's medication? Yes. <laughs> they told me that pudding is not the way to get her to take this. Did your grandmother call Child Protective Services again? Yes. She called and told them that I had been left behind, but she called the wrong number. Oh. All right. This is Randy's auto service. this <laughs> Now you go ahead and yeah, start no. with, I remember a time when? I remember a time when I was nine years old, my parents took me to the senior center, to my grandparents, and I got into all sorts of shenanigans because they just dropped me off and, you know, Grandpa had to take a nap and Grandma just doesn't like me. Oh. And while the Grandpa was napping, I got into all sorts of stuff and the nurses uh, hated me. I didn't know my parents weren't coming to pick me up again that day. They told the nurses there, but not me. And so I was very disappointed when I had found out I had to stay the night. For dinner, we had uh, spaghetti with apple pie for dessert. It reminded me of the uh, first apple pie I ever had that my grandmother tried to make for me. And it wasn't cooked all the way through. It was very crunchy and the dough was raw. 
told the nurses I wanted to have pudding instead. Just like the one that gave Miss Maple with her with her medicine. And when I was asking the nurses for the uh, pudding, my grandmother said, that's it. I'm calling CPS again. And she called and I handed her the phone, but I had pre-dialed it for her. And she called the bank down the street instead and got the voice mail. Like the phone tree? Uh-huh. We'd like to speak to a representative. He's past two. So then, just to uh, make life a little bit better for myself, as I had to stay overnight, I... What did I say or do? He said, no, it would be fun stealing all the adult diapers and putting them on my head. Or did I? You <laughs> <laughs> stole some of your grandpa's Viagra pills, blended them <gasps> up, and put them into the uh, pudding for the rest of the senior home. Oh, Go with the diapers. <laughs> I love you. You're so pretty. So, to make the night go by better, I decided to go and uh, steal all the incontinence diapers. And I put them on my head and pretended to be a superhero running around the place. The next morning, when my mother came to pick me up, I went up to her and I... What did I say to her? She said, next time take me home. I don't want to be here anymore. Or was it... You asked if you could come back next week because you had fun with your imaginary friend, Mr. Phillips. I went up to her and said, Mom, this was so much fun. Can I come back next week? I had so much fun with Mr. Phillips. And my mom looked at me and said, There is no Mr. Phillips here. I said, I know. I know. All right. Sounds like a good wrap-up to your story. Let's just go. Penny for my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So she's got three points now. <coughs> does that so mean when she goes, does she do it three times? No, she still does it twice. Okay. So the first memory is two coins, the second memory is three coins, and the third memory is four coins. What, if you, what if you don't have? If you don't points. have coins... Um, like I'm looking, Jordan Dillon's giving you a coin. Oh. I have one. I gave him one for the shotgun. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that's true. Ellie wanted me to start a toilet paper and egg war. <laughs> That's what I haven't chosen. <laughs> I'm an old cripple. I'm not about to start a toilet paper and egg war. What if no one has enough pennies to be the next traveler? This can only happen after at least one person has finished the therapy. In this case, the finished patient with the most pennies should give a penny to the patient needing the least number of pennies to continue, saying, I will help you remember, as at the beginning of the treatment. Continue this process until someone is able to proceed. The travelers should show how many pennies each guide contributes for the next phase of the treatment. So then she would share one of hers with you if you were to go if, down. Well, no, she goes. She goes because she has the most pennies. Mm -hmm. But if we get to a point where I only, I, I don't have enough pennies, then someone who has more pennies than me would share. Got it. All right, Ellie. It's your turn. A half-empty bottle of calamine lotion. <laughs> Don't look at me. All right. Was it hard to overcome your fear of heights to jump into the quarry? Yes, darling, it was. 
I can say that um, ever since that day to the, the amusement park, the heights were not my, a favorite of mine. Splish splash and all that, dear. Was it hot on that day? Oh dear, it was like, I was sweating like a sinner in church. Oh, dear. Oh, sweating like a sinner in church. By the way, I was in church. <gasps> in church. You know, the church is right next to the court. And this is when you discovered the rash? Oh, yes, dear. You see. I got out of the quarry. And there was poison ivy! <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Were the hospital bills worth it? Why, yes, dear. Yes, darling, they were. You know why? <laughs> I didn't have to lift a finger for weeks. <laughs> Not for weeks. Oh, yes. And darling Edward was there. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> darling Edward. <laughs> he paid the bills anyways. Do you think the, uh, the pastor will ever let you back into the church? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yes, dear. I, after all, he is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, Pastor Brunch, my husband. Uh, but I love him, dear. <laughs> so, go ahead and summarize, and then you can continue on with your story. So, my darling husband Brent was giving a nice sermon that day. Not the only thing making me hot that day. Yes, no, darling. Oh, no. He was definitely fine. Yes, but <laughs> Edward down the road. No, 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 no. I, I digress, dear. I digress. No. Oh, it was such a hot day. The air conditioning. <gasps> the air conditioning was off and it was hot, hot, hot that day. Sweating like a sinner in church. So simply, I caught up and I walked out of the church. Next to Mary Beth. Ugh, I hate her. Like down the pews, all past the pews. And I remember there's a quarry. But you know what? I had to get over my fear of heights because a big splash is what I needed to have. A big splash, dear. And so I climbed up the tower and I jumped off. I jumped off, dear. I jumped off. All right? <laughs> splash, 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 splash. Spitball, dear. And then I climbed out and there was the poison ivy. Oh, how rude. Now, oh, I had to be sent to the hospital. Thank God Edward was there. Oh, I don't know where Brent was. Oh, sermons are not usually that long, but no matter, no matter. Edward took care of me, darling dear. And yes, the nurses waited on me hand and foot. And speaking of my foot, I had to be rubbed with half a bottle of calamine lotion. And that's what we had to take home. And half empty bottle, they didn't give him the full bottle. How rude. All right, now you can continue on with your story. So then I went home. And wouldn't you know, Brent was there, and he asked me where I had been in for the last two weeks. Wow. <laughs> and I said... Two weeks? It hasn't been two weeks. It's been two hours. You only think it's two weeks because everyone fell asleep during your sermon again. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Did I? Why wasn't there a missing persons report? Why didn't you come see me? 
Jeff receives a penny. <clears throat> for his thoughts. I just couldn't choose, so I flipped one of my pennies. <laughs> oh, how rude! How dare you question me when I should be questioning you, I said! Oh, where was the missing a person's report? Huh? Where was it? Huh? And then I marched off to my bedroom. And then I put on my lovely robe, and then I went downstairs. And there was Edward. Edward! 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 What did I do? Brent, you obviously don't love me. I'm going to live with Edward from now on. What did I? Darling, I looked at the two of them, and I just could not decide which twin was better. <laughs> and so I took out my lucky coin and I flipped it. I'm sorry, I got it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was something I would roll. And with a tear coming down my cheek, I had to flip the coin. I did. I just. You're right, I did flip that coin! It landed on E for empty! That was my heart, it was empty. Because I could not choose between either twin. I loved them both. And you know what? Friends gave us our blessing. He did, he did. By shooting at what? <laughs> Because I still love Brent. So we're now a happy family. Yes, indeed. Oh, the two little twins, Brent and Edward, are children. Wait, what? They named their children after them father and uncle? Or were they always the children? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> This is a pleasant memory. <laughs> oh, With no. a shooting. I mean, I am a ward. I'm in a side ward, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never getting out. I'm never getting out. At least my memory, you don't know how the person died. <laughs> Could have been a heart attack. <laughs> Not a shooting. <laughs> so is that the end of your memory? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you can go ahead and... <laughs> Everything is triggering me, dear. Just like the trigger on the gun. <laughs> well, darling, if it won't be so much trouble, would you mind filling out the questionnaire? I'm writing a summary, right? That's yeah. right. Okay, all right. So if okay. you know, know how to summarize that. I know, I'm over here like, geez, what did I do to myself? <laughs> you did to yourself what you tried to do to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> a penny for my thoughts. Would it be Jordan's turn? Because everybody else is gone, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What'd you get? <laughs> the smell of cooked maple. Do you always run barefoot through the forest? Yes, when I have to go get my father in a hurry. Does spinning around always make you so tired? Yes, but... I have to stare into a candle first. Have you been in Canada long, eh? 
<laughs> yes, ever since my parents decided I needed to dodge the draft. Wow. Did your mom really teach you how to tap dance? Yes, I was blindfolded and made to stand on a Ouija board. Do you think he'll ever forgive your sister for ruining breakfast? Yes, but I'll have to tap it out. I remember a time when I was running through the forest. See, we had moved up there in 1967 when things were starting to look bad down in Vermont. We were working hard to make sure that we could live our pacifist ways and keep to the shine. But things took a turn for the worst after Daddy Jed said that my sister needed to go. See, I don't really know why he was so fixed on the smell of maple oatmeal. But all I knew is that it was the most important part of his day. And when Sadie spilled it all into the fire, and the smell of the maple burning, the oatmeal onto the wood, just set him off in a way I couldn't expect. So, it was my job to commune with the spirits. Not just a family, the family. We were following Father Jed all the way to heaven. And we were looking to the past saints to guide us. But they could only dance up and down Jacob's Ladder so many times. And they needed an oracle. You know who that oracle was? It's me. I was the one with the gift of divination where I could go into that barn and I could look at that board that was spread out on the entire floor. I could dance my way to the answers. One could say that you would see the stars shining through my answers as we got ready to climb the ladder to heaven. George's dancing in the start. <laughs> I was running barefoot in the cold to find Father Jed. He was out with his dog tapping the trees. Rand was speaking quite a saying. You could hear it echo. Probably he was chasing birds. That dog loved to hunt. And whenever he got a chance, he would bay after them, calling for the sunset. Sadie, she had gone to the stars long before I had. And I would go out in the middle of the night and I would dance for her. She would tell me things that no man should know. And one of those things that she kept on saying to me, go south, go south. I didn't right know what to do with that. Because if I go south, like Sadie was saying, that was going to put me right back in the arms of Uncle Sam. There was still a war going on in Nam. Right, Lord knows that if my number came up, they wouldn't send me over there to, to dance for them or to heal for them or anything like that. But they would want me to carry a gun. They would want me to kill men and women and children in a way that was unholy to the Lord. But Sadie kept on saying, go south. So I was running out in the woods to find 
Father Jed to tell him that I was thinking about leaving the family. It was hurting my soul. But then I saw Father Jed. I don't even want to say what he was doing to Rand. What do I do? You went over, pushed him off her, and started tap dancing on his spine. You have to stay there. What was it? Ran over and tackled him. I ran over and I tackled Father Jed. No dog deserved what he was doing. And I realized as my shoulder hit the small of his back that one way or another, Sadie was right. I had no choice now but to go south. So I took off my shoes with their fancy metal cleats on them, the tapping things on the end. Threw him in Jed's face and I said, You might have sent my sister up Jacob's ladder. You might be leading everybody else to salvation, but I can't be a part of this no more. And I lit out across the, the field, nothing but my bare feet. I remember stones just ripping into my feet, the mud caking them, and the sting of the water as the ice was just piercing through my veins and I could hear him shouting hoarsely in the back and I could hear him say boy you better not keep run there's nothing left for you out in Gomorrah but I kept going I didn't want to turn into salt so I didn't look back a few days later I came across came across a, a road I didn't know what to do this was my first time coming into civilization since I can't remember when but I had heard a story from one of the younger hippies who had come to our Ontario settlement saying that they would stick a thumb out and they would ride the roads with whoever would pick them up and take them towards their final destination. So I stood there with my bleeding feet leaving tracks on the side of the cement, the blacktop, feeling my breath condense against my nose. I stuck out my thumb, and it was shaking something awful, because I hadn't eaten anything since I had left. And this, this big rig hauler full of whiskey from one of the local distilleries pulls over, opens the door, and he says, climb on in. He gives me shoes, he takes me to a diner, he gives me food, and he asks me what I'm going to do with what do I say? You say, I was thinking about going down to the States to help Kennedy out with his election, his campaign. What do I say? You say, I thinking about finding a remote place where no one's gonna bother me. Doing something that doesn't get me around people a bunch. Maybe off the shore fishing. So I look him in the eye and I say, I've had my fill of people. I think I'm going to try and head south. See what I can do to work some fishing vessels for a while.
he gave me $20. He said, I hope this can take you that far. And I said, thank you, sir. He dropped me off at the first exit over the border. And he said, follow this road for another 20 miles and I'll take you to I-95. I followed his advice and life hasn't turned out poorly for me. Except I can't remember nothing. I'm working on that. And there we go. And that's one of my thoughts. And we're going to go ahead and break there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.